Hello and welcome. Thank you for listening to Your Neighbor, a Priest, a podcast featuring commentary and theological reflection on local news and events in Southwest Washington and the larger themes that impact all of us as we wrestle with the challenges of life, and in particular American life, in the 21st century. I'm Father Nick Mather, Rector of St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in Longview, Washington. I am your neighbor, and I am a priest. Today on the podcast, I want to step back for a moment and reflect on an important piece to our emotional, spiritual, and physical health, what we call in the church world the practice of taking Sabbath, that is, the holy practice of taking rest. Civil unrest has been the preeminent news story of the day, as countless thousands march in cities all across America, big and small, from Seattle and New York and Minneapolis to Longview and Kalama. These peaceful demonstrations have brought to light once again the original sin of the American founding, the devaluing of black lives as less than those of white lives, as less than those of a whole person. It feels different this time. When every major sports league, corporation, politicians from both sides of the partisan aisle release clear and unequivocal statements that black lives matter, as every book on how to educate oneself to be anti-racist, to recognize one's own white privilege and white fragility are out of stock because every copy has been purchased. This feels like a potentially seminal moment in our nation's history. I certainly hope it is. I hope it is because the cause of the unrest is that people want to rest. Our black siblings are tired of the constant, never-ending pressures of our society that oppresses and subjugates them to harassment and profiling. Our black siblings are tired of teaching their children, especially their young men, on how to avoid being killed by police or even white racist vigilantes. Our black siblings are tired of having to explain to white people the daily micro and macro aggressions that they experience simply because they are black. Our black siblings are tired. And that will not stop them from crying out ever louder with a righteous anger at the injustices they face day in and day out. They cry out because black lives matter. And until that phrase is a reality in this country, there can be no rest. The only way our black siblings can experience rest, can take a true Sabbath in our nation, in our society, is if we as a society and as a nation come together to radically reimagine the power structures and systems of our society so that all are on equal and equitable footing with one another. The only way our black siblings, our brown siblings, our siblings of all ethnicities and colors can experience rest in our society is if we all come together and demand that every single person's dignity is honored and respected. As a white person, it is my duty to work in whatever way I can 
to see this hope and dream become reality. This doesn't mean that you have to be on the front lines of protesting and demonstrations, but it does mean that you cannot sit back and watch everybody else do the work either. You can no longer rest. We can no longer rest on our couches, in our homes, while others have no space for rest. We must all take a part in this systemic change. It can be as simple as taking the opportunity to educate yourself about the realities of our societal systems and power structures. It can be as difficult as advocating and leading the way on complex institutional change. Wherever you are able to come in and join in this call, to live into the promises we take in baptism, please join in and be a part of making real change in our society and our world. So why should we enter this fight so that all may experience rest? The practice of taking rest, of taking Sabbath, is a holy practice that enables our connection with God, our Creator, to be re-centered and even reopened in our hearts. But even though this practice is so important to our overall emotional, spiritual, and physical health, taking a Sabbath is, in many ways, countercultural. In his book, Sabbath as Resistance, theologian Walter Brueggemann writes, In our own contemporary context of the rat race of anxiety, the celebration of Sabbath is an act of both resistance and alternative. It is resistance because it is a visible insistence that our lives are not defined by the production and consumption of commodity goods. The Sabbath rest of God is the acknowledgement that God and God's people in the world are not commodities to be dispatched for endless production, and so dispatched, as we used to say, as hands in the service of a command economy. Rather, they are subjects situated in an economy of neighborliness. All of that is implicit in the reality and exhibit of divine rest. In his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus declares to his disciples, No one can serve two masters. For a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. That's from Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. The way of mammon, capital, wealth, is the way of commodity, that is the way of endless desire, endless productivity, and endless restlessness without any Sabbath. Jesus taught his disciples that they could not have it both ways. Brueggemann concludes, thus, I have come to think that the fourth commandment on Sabbath is the most difficult and most urgent of the commandments in our society, because it summons us to intent and conduct that defies the most elemental requirements of a commodity-propelled society that specializes in control and entertainment, bread and circuses, along with anxiety and violence. The very structures of our society, the institutional systems and controls that mandate how we move about our society, are predicated on the notion of constant and continual productivity. Without this sole focus on our productivity, we are shunned by society 
for being an unproductive member of society. This dichotomy of productivity versus unproductivity is at the root of many of the ills in our society. Our homeless neighbors are often disparaged and dismissed because they are so-called unproductive members of society. The only way a black person in America is allowed into our society is if they are a productive member of white society, assimilating within the white constructs of productivity and power that our systems have propped up over centuries. The racial denigrations that are so often flung around primarily center around concepts of laziness and unproductivity. We have racially charged characterizations like welfare queen or literal cartoon depictions of lazy or snoozing minorities, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. And these, these are used as justification for not treating another human being with proper dignity. Even as white people, we are challenged with keeping up with the Joneses, or perhaps more recently the Kardashians, as a benchmark for social class or the accumulation of material goods. And to fail to keep up with the Joneses is perceived as demonstrating socioeconomic or cultural inferiority. This constant pressure of productivity has been amplified and magnified with the all-encompassing grip that social media has taken upon the lives of anyone under the age of 40, and really on anyone, as Instagram influencers, TikTok celebrities, Facebook news, Twitter armies, and more keep the challenge of productivity at the forefront of our consciousness, never letting us take a moment to step back and rest. take and practice Sabbath, to take holy rest, is a vitally important piece of maintaining our balance and perspective on the world. Without it, we flounder in the demanding cycles of productivity that permeate our society. With it, we step out of those structures of consumption and production and gain a new perspective on our values, our actual necessities, on our ability to control the narrative of our own lives. Before I go any further down this road, I also think it's important to note that taking Sabbath, taking rest, can actually become just as competitive and performative as anything else in our society. It's important that as we begin to practice taking rest, that we honor our own individual spaces and bandwidth pushing ourselves beyond our comfort, perhaps, but not so far that we lose the purpose of this holy act. So I think there are three questions that need to be answered as you begin or renew your focus on Sabbath taking. How do we take rest? How do we practice Sabbath? And isn't all of this what church is for? So how do we take rest? Taking rest is about allowing your emotions and your soul to take a breather for a moment outside of the grind that is our consumer culture. 
There are many ways to accomplish this, although perhaps fewer currently during pandemic time, but it ultimately comes down to this question. Does this activity give you life in a different and impactful manner than what you would consider to be your daily routine? For me, before the pandemic, taking Sabbath time included going to the movie theater to watch a movie, and often not the award-worthy ones, the ones that make you think, but more of the big blockbuster types. I also enjoyed listening to podcasts about interesting and wholly unrelated to my work topics. And I like to find space to engage in activities that I simply find fun to do. Even during this pandemic, as hard as it has been at times, I've found space to engage in these same activities, albeit altered as necessary. For others, rest looks like intentional meditation or yoga or taking a walk in the beauty of creation. What activities in your life do you do simply for the pleasure they bring you, the life they give you? This is the beginning of finding your spaces of rest. How do we practice Sabbath then? Well, taking rest is the first step towards practicing Sabbath. Sabbath is, of course, the day of rest that God observed following creating our world. And in that mode, it has been held as a holy day of observance for millennia upon millennia. For us in our practice, taking Sabbath is moving beyond simply taking rest, in that it connects that rest-taking with the presence of the holy at work in our lives. Sabbath-keeping, then, is about filling ourselves in a spiritual as much as an emotional and physical manner, so that we can continue to do the work that we are called to do as followers of Christ. In order to move into the practice of keeping and holding Sabbath, we must take those activities of rest and allow the presence of the Spirit to come alongside us in these spaces and activities and enter into conversation with us as we reflect on our daily lives and the ways we strive to live into the call of following Christ. A simple way to begin that transition from rest to Sabbath is the practice of the Ignatian Daily Examine, where you sit and reflect on the presence of the Holy in your day-to-day -day life. Isn't all of this what church is for? Yes and no. Church is a wonderful place to take a dedicated space for rest and Sabbath, to connect deeply with the holy at work in your life and to be filled and prepared emotionally, spiritually, and physically for the work that we are called to do. But it cannot be the only place we practice this. When church is our only source of rest and Sabbath, we lose the ability to connect with the holy anywhere outside of the church. And that is a dangerous state of being. Church is our spiritual home, but from that, we must be able to connect with and experience the holy in our physical homes. And from there, we must be able to take rest, to practice Sabbath, when and where we need it not only on Sunday mornings.
practice of taking Sabbath, of taking rest, is a vital piece towards emotional, spiritual, and physical health. It is not currently an option for many in our society because of systemic institutions and policies that create constant, ever-present anxiety and fear, policies and stereotypes of judgment about productivity and consumption. If you are in a place where you are privileged to take a moment of rest and Sabbath, you must, so that you are fully capable and able to come alongside those who cannot, and fight with and for them so that they too may experience this necessary space of connection with oneself and with the holy. I hope that through our conversation today, you are so inspired to seek out this space, to take rest and Sabbath for the first time, or to recognize its importance in your life and refocus on making or remaking space for this vital practice. If we understand Sabbath as resistance to our culture of consumption and never-ending production, we can begin to change that culture. We can begin to see that Sabbath is not simply the pause that refreshes, it is the pause that transforms. Sabbath is an invitation to receptivity, an acknowledgement that what is needed is given and need not be seized. Thank you for joining me today for Your Neighbor, a Priest. I look forward to our next conversation at the intersections of our world and the holy. Until then, do continue to stay home and stay healthy, be well, and God's peace and love be with you all.